From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Monday, June 8th, 2020. Golf is back. The words that so many sports fans have wanted. We bring in the host of the Course of Life podcast presented by, run through your sponsors, Alex. Oh, shout out to Desert Fox Golf and uh, Groovy Golf as well. There you go. Um, and they're doing a live podcast. What is it, tomorrow at 8 you're doing? Yeah, we're going to uh, be launching our episode Tuesday night, and then uh, you can see us on Hot Mic Streams. We're very, very excited for this week, though. I feel like all kind of all of our energy the last few months has been waiting for this week to arrive, so I'm, I'm glad we're finally here. Senior teeing it up analyst, senior golf betting analyst, um, and that is Alex Lazon, who is with us. Um, so the point of this podcast is just golf fans having fun chats about what's happening this week at Colonial. Um, this is just a nice, relaxing chat. And Nick Faldo, Sir Nick Faldo, just, just said something on the CBS conference call that I found interesting. He said, one thing that's going to be very interesting, I believe, is uh, A, what are these first nine holes going to be like? Uh, these guys have been used to playing money games, but now it's for real with a scorecard. This is the longest they've gone probably in their lives 90 days without hitting a shot for real, um, except for the six guys who participated in the match, and one of them is not in the field this week, Tiger, or, or, or any of these charity matches. And the other is, down the stretch on Sunday, you make a big birdie putt. There's going to be nobody applauding. And next to that, you make a huge double, and it's on your caddy suddenly to... to kind of get you going again there's no fans to do it you're somebody who played competitive high school golf what do you think this will be like for these players yeah that is an interesting thought about thursday i didn't think about that aspect of the week i guess it's going to be kind of a slow roll in terms of the amount of competitiveness you see from the players i think there might be a little loosey goosiness on thursday but once the rounds finish and we get to the weekend and it's, it's real money making time i think you'll you'll see the the switch flip on, but it is going to be interesting to see uh, what type of reactions we're going to get when, when things happen on the course. But Ricky Fowler mockingly did a tailor-made driving relief event a few weeks back, yeah. and he waved to the, the non-existent crowd. And I'm thinking there'll be some sort of fist pump, you know, a self-fist pump uh, for motivational purposes, like from deep within, for, for those important birdie putts on Sunday. But yeah, it's not going to be at anyone specific. It's just going to be kind of more coming from the inside celebration. <laughs> And just for those out there, um, there there is shot link. There are leaderboards. There are the normal number of leaderboards. There is shot link. The players will know where they stand, and there's going to be a normal number of production cameras. Uh, some will not. They'll be set up a bit differently, but there's going to be the normal number of fan of uh, of cameras. So the players will have the ability, socially distanced, to get the information they need down the stretch. So um, that, I think, is a huge component of this, too. The, the, the other part that I find so interesting about this week is this is a golf course that is not going to be touched. And Claude Harmon did an Instagram Live on Saturday driving around with Brooks Kepka during a practice round. And this rough, which... I mean, it's not super thick, but it, 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 it was up there for the Saturday before, um, is going to be um, a factor. And number two, 
um, there's no grandstands and there's nothing, there's nothing to stop these balls. So places on the course that are normally not in play suddenly may become in play. If you hit it, you can't, you know, we, we always talking about backstopping. Well, you also can't grandstop this week. There's going to be nothing to stop your ball. Um, there really could be some interesting wayward drives because the only people you could possibly hit are Mark Immelman, Dottie Pepper, or the shot link operators. I mean, that's, that's... Yeah, I think we're going to see the uh, the exaggerated aspect is going to be shots around the green or those airmail shots that are that are normally caught. Uh, the, the, those could go in all sorts of different directions. So, so maybe the shots add up a little bit more around the green is my guess, just based off that assumption. We don't have any of the grandstands as backboard, but that's just my first thought. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that effectively scrambling numbers this week for the players. And remember with the with the new Shotlink um with Shotlink 2.0 which is built on cameras and not lasers, there's no Shotlink towers anymore. So all there are, are the camera towers to bounce things off of. It's one less in quotes thing you have to shoot for, which is really really interesting. We're talking with Alex Lazan, host of the um Course of Life podcast. Have you looked at the weather forecast for this week in Dallas, in Fort Worth? I have not, but I'm, I'm three hours south in Austin, and if it's anything similar, I just know that the players are going to be in for some heat. Well, well are there any? My really only question, because I know Dallas weather pretty well, is uh, what are the what are the storm percent chances? Otherwise, it's just going to be heat, humidity, and a lot of weather. There's actually not a lot of storm chance from the last forecast that I saw. It's mostly just ninety. 7, 98, 99, 96, 95, 94. Just a lot of yeah, heat. Temperature is, uh, high temperature is 101 here in Austin, as you and I are talking on, on Monday afternoon. Uh, so they're not messing around with the heat this time of year here. And, and I will say, I said that, that crazy thing that annoys a lot of people from other parts of the, company, the country. It is a dry heat which means that it doesn't possess the typical humidity that you and I grew up in uh, in the New England, you know, Atlantic Coast area. So there is that, but again, there's still going to be the sweat factor. These guys are not going to be used to that for a prolonged period of time, and they're going to be out of their carts, which they've been in for the last few months, I imagine. I think there's some some more thoughtful golfers that may have started walking a few weeks ago when they're when they're playing their practice rounds that It'll be interesting to see how they do deal with the heat because it's, it's a whole different element once once you get past Memorial Day in Texas. You 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 literally read my mind because I was going to say you know um, a lot of these guys have not been in they've been in humidity in Florida they've not been in heat um, and on that on that Instagram feed uh, multiple people were pointing out that Ricky Elliott uh, Brooks Kepka's caddy did not look happy toting a uh, a uh, staff bag in uh, in in uh, thirty five uh, sorry a, a forty pound staff bag in all that heat it is it, it is interesting though does this help the Speeds and the Ryan Palmers of the world who are used to this. Or, you know, will we see guys, let's put it this way, will a better indicator of how serious a guy took this practice be A, did he walk during his rounds, B, did he get to Texas enough to get acclimated in the heat, or C, was he a part of Alex Toussaint's uh, Peloton group and thus has been uh, biking um, uh, toward the Frances during this stretch? Yeah, we'll see, we'll see the full spectrum, but I'm going to go with option A. I mean, it's a huge difference. 
just just for me riding the cart when I play here in Texas these days, I'm out playing and I'm typically out there by nine ten a.m. because I want to be done by one or two because any action on the golf course this time of year in Texas between one and five or six p.m. is bordering on miserable with this heat, which is why I laugh because those are exactly when the final groups are going to be going off this weekend. <laughs> so I, I look forward to a bit of that chaos and, and what the, the heat might bring me players. Yeah, exactly. We're talking to Alex on host of the Course of Life podcast. Uh, check out the feed on Instagram for live stuff and the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, do you think it matters? Do, do, do you give Phil, Matt Wolf? Rory, uh, Ricky, and Dustin, any advantage because they've been playing in something that mattered for something? Do you give that any kind of sway? Like, if you're asking for a percentage, maybe 2 to 3% sway. Yeah, enough to know that they've been under the gun and they hit shots on camera and played around competitively when it, you know, when it mattered and there were people watching, not literally in front of them, but at home on TV. So just to be hitting under the gun in front of camera, I give them a, a slight nod, but... I'll give you one pick right now because I always love scattering in picks and my thoughts for guys that I, that I like this week. A guy who has been playing a lot and he's been playing in a lot of mini tour events is a, uh, a player who has come close to the PJ Tour the last year named Joel Damon. He's played on a ton of mini tour events uh, in the last couple months, played in the Keaton Scottsdale for at least a month or two now. Uh, so if you're talking about guys that maybe haven't had any of that rush to shake off, you know, I'm, I'm looking in that direction for these first two, two tournaments back. You know, who are the guys that were really grinding it out and playing the bunch of tournaments these last eight to ten weeks? Yeah, um, it's it's yeah. I mean, between the Outlaw Tour, the uh, and I don't know how to pronounce the facility, the Midori uh, fundraiser. There's all sorts of them. It's been a, been a yeah. fun adventure in mini tour golf. And, and shout out my buddy Ryan French with Monday Qualifier Info for getting some Twitch streams up at the Scottsdale Open. It's, it's been interesting to dive into that world. But yeah, exactly. Uh, there was the ca- that yeah, there was the caddy fundraiser at Madroy Ma- Matery. I, I I apologize for completely botching this uh, Dallas area yeah, golf they course. The, uh, they had the back to golf event at Sawgrass. They've been doing a few different random yeah. kind of organized. Yeah, there was a so, Sea Island event where I Davis Love was in is, contention. I, I think I think that there's a good number of these guys in the field that should not be showing any of that rust. I think the only difference is just that hitting the shot under the gun with the cameras on or or knowing that that, that, that audience is watching. Outside of that, I, I, I'm really not thinking we're going to see a whole ton of rust from a lot of these players. Yeah. Alright, um, so as I said, this is this is a fun podcast. Golf's back. We're, we're celebrating golf being back. Um, Justin Thomas last night was like, if if you're sick of seeing me enough, next door neighbor Ricky Fowler, uh, you're going to be seeing me a lot more this week because I'm playing with you the, the, the first two rounds. When you saw those feature groups, did any stick out of like, damn, they're making it hard for this person first round out? Yeah, I'm going to pull them up right now because I know I tweeted about it yesterday. Um, While you do that, I, I, I just yeah. found that hilarious that, like, yep, golf's back when Spieth, Ricky, and JT are in the same group. <laughs> just... Yeah, definitely. I, I like that one. And then the other one that I liked a lot was uh, Bryson, uh, DJ, and Justin Rose. Uh, we have no clue what to expect from Justin Rose. He was a little all over the place going into the break. I'm really curious to see, though, in terms of, like, new looks and whatnot and what looks different. I'm curious to see what Bryson DeChambeau's game looks like now after the layoff. You know, 
he was leading up into this stoppage and play, you know, bulking, hitting it further, swinging it faster, a ball going faster, everything moving faster and harder. And I'm, I'm curious to see if that continues when he comes back. And, and having him paired with DJ and Justin Rose will definitely be a test of his power. So I, I, I love the idea that we're just coming out with haymakers right off the bat in week one with the feature groups. Yeah, exactly. By the way, if any of you follow Bryson DeChambeau on Instagram, uh, you will see that he thinks and says and promotes the fact that he is very big, strong, and hitting swing speed, so much so that he broke a net that he installed in his backyard. So, <laughs> Of course he did. Uh, yes. So uh, <laughs> he says so. We'll see if he can back it up. I mean, look, you and I both know you rebuild your body, you have to rebuild your golf swing. Um, you know, look at Jason Duffner, look at Tim Heron. I mean, there's a bunch of guys who have tried some, some um, you know, ways to, to cut weight right. and have had, or, or gain weight and, have, and I've seen problems. Um, we're going to see some odd sights this week. Um, we're going to see um, a lot of players not talking to each other, a lot of players trying to socially distance from their caddies, a lot of players who have not seen their caddies in a while. We also have 16 of the top 20, 19 of the top 25, the top five in the world. John Rahm can reach number one with a win. And Alex, with some help, Patrick Reed can get to number five in the world with a win. Mr. I'm a top five player could actually become a top five player. Oh, man. He's gonna, he'll have that tape ready to roll as soon as he does. He gets the W done uh, from a few years back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a ton of storylines. It's crazy, you know, how, how loaded they got the field to be. And obviously, everyone's just itching to back, uh, come back. That's what that tells you. And again, the other thing that I'm looking for, uh, like like you talked about with me in the weeks leading up to this, is Colonial is like typically a very like short hitter, precision hitter paradise, you know, point, point golf. And going to have all these bombers, these new age guys that typically skip the tournament. They're just so eager to get back that they're going to give it a go. So, yeah, we're, we're going to see a lot of different things in terms of the broadcast and how they look uh, in, during the round and their interactions. But we're also going to see like a lot of different angles and a lot of different ways to play this course. Too. Yes, and I think that that's going to be interesting. There is Top Tracer this week um, and Top Tracer side by side. They do have that technology with them this week. CBS does. Um, so, so uh, you'll be able to see this, and I, and I think that brings up the point, um, Alex, that, yeah, Colonial is not the golf course that you would think that 16 of the top 20 that encompassed, you know, from the short to the long would show up at. Lo and behold, we're in a very unique situation in 2020, and what's interesting to me is the way that Rory McIlroy and, uh, was playing up and up up. Until the break, he was trending in the right direction. Justin Thomas was trending in the right direction. You know who was not trending in the right direction? Brooks Kepka. He is now healthy, so he says. We don't. Well, we may not know about the knee, but he says he is. This is a guy who has had a very un-Brooks Kepka-like start to the year, and with the FedEx Cup point standings being unfrozen. Starting Thursday, he needs to make a move. He needs to start moving. Uh, he's in the wrong place. And Sun JM leaves the leads the FedEx Cup point standings. Um, he'll have no problem, by the way, playing every week because he plays every week as is. But it does interest I, I, me. I like to too. Yeah, yeah but, definitely a pick of mine. Uh, uh, sorry, say that again. Definitely a pick of mine, Sun JM. Another yes. guy I like this weekend. It's, yeah, like you mentioned, it's hard to deny his form, and if you're playing all the time and you have good form, good combo. Yeah. So for me, 
it's very interesting to see what Brooks Kupka looks like. And him being alongside Rom, uh, who's been back in the U.S., played alongside Phil a couple weeks ago in California, uh, 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 got back so he could quarantine in time and, and make it to Texas. Um, that power trio, I think we're going to see a lot about Brooks Kepka's game early. Um, and that leads me to this question. I think we're going to see some high numbers. What's the highest score we see from a non, because there's some odd players in this field, non-champions tour. I'm talking your routine, week-to-week PGA Tour member. I say 84 is the high number we see this week. What do you think? Oh, man. I guess I would if the over-under was 84 and a half, I'd go under. I think because of the yardage and the ability for even the guy who's not on his best form to scrape around bogeys here, I'll, I'll go 81 for the highest number this week. But yeah, that, that'll be maybe the test of just how bad the worst is right now and, and how deep the rust needs to be shaken off uh, as to what that highest number is the week. And make sure, Alex, you're not doping this week because the PGA did confirm that the anti-doping policy is in effect. Damn, I would have just doped away thinking they were focused on the Rona, right? You know, I, I thought, thought that was the only thing I had to worry about. Jeez, thanks for letting me know. That came up in a press conference, and kudos to the reporter who asked, but, like, I had not even, I haven't even thought of the anti-doping policy on the PGA why, Tour. Why I had to be asked, I guess. Or for any sport. Um, it literally had not crossed my mind. Alex is on the Course of Life podcast. Um, thank you for uh, just talking sports for 17 minutes. Uh, it's nice to be able to talk about live sports. You will see the PGA Tour's return on PGA Tour Live Thursday morning uh, and on Golf Channel 4 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and CBS 3 p.m. Saturday, Sunday. Alex, thank you for coming on Teeing It Up. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeremy. And thank you all for joining us on Teeing It Up with Jeremy Sean.